I'm all about like just stepping into the world of the client before I bring them into my world. And, you know, that takes, uh, you know, personalization and I'm just going to say humanism. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Get this podcast started. Another episode of Stay Paid, Luke. How are we doing, man? How are we doing? I was just telling our producers, Andrea and Ariel, that 76, which is the major interstate going into Philadelphia, is back to normal, ladies and gentlemen, with no. COVID-19. It's back. Man, I was stuck in traffic. I went today, I'll tell this to the audience because maybe you guys don't know this or haven't heard this part of my life yet, but I'm part of this group called YPO. So it's a Young Presidents Organization, and it's an international group, so there's tens of thousands of members, but you have your regional and local chapters. So I think there's like 100 members in the Philly region. It's, it's presidents and oh, CEOs. Wow. Okay. But I would encourage everyone that you need to get part of a mastermind-type group, even if it's just that moment a month. And, and we're going to talk today to an unbelievable coach right? Someone who has the coaching, but it's like, even if it's just that one reflection point a month that challenges you to set the bar higher, because when you get around people that are more successful, like part of the people in my group, like one guy is like 1800 employees, the other person, I mean, multi-million dollar businesses and just the, the way of thinking, the challenging. And I always leave feeling inspired going, yeah, what am I doing? I'm not doing enough. Um, I've been listening to a lot of what this guy is saying. If you're in real estate and you're looking for what everybody is looking for, it's the listings right now. Our guest today's name is Shadi Bazi. Shadi Bazi. Man, we just talked about this. <laughs> He's a real you estate had coach one and chance, founder. Josh. No. Oh, okay. Let me get through this intro, Luke. Come on, fix your mic. <laughs> and the founder of Top Listing Agent. It's a company teaching agents how to sell more authentically and break the cycle of chasing buyer leads. He's been in business for 20 years. He sold real estate in two markets, the number one coach for Tom Ferry. He's been on over 30,000 one-on-one coaching calls, Ooh. and he's on the podcast today. Shaddy, welcome to Stay Paid. Thank you, brother. I am super excited. Just one quick correction there was the number one coach for Tom Ferry. Oh, Currently, I, I thought I, I wrote down was. Like he yeah. was the number one coach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what an amazing experience that was. I'm sure we'll talk about it today because, you know, when you hang around some of the greatest minds, you can't just help but to expand your thinking and expand who you are. And I got to tell you, you know, as, uh, you know, Luke was talking about earlier, the mastermind, et cetera, you know, you're a product of your environment. You're a mm. product of the people that you surround yourself with. Because if people are traveling in a specific direction and you're around those people, guess what? You're going to end up moving in the same exact direction, whether you want to or not. It's, it's seriously, it's true. It's like the law of nature, man. It's like, it's the temperature. If you set the temperature around you and it's hot, you're going to get hotter. I mean, it's just the way it is. I guess tell us a little bit about in your in your bio. You talk about how you left everything, 
right? You dropped everything and you moved across the country, I think it was, to work for Mike Ferry. Tell us a little bit about your journey into coaching. Give people kind of the background of how you ended up working for Mike Ferry, how you became the number one coach for Tom Ferry at one point. And then let's dive in specifically to the topic of how do you get listings? Like, what is that? You know, what does it look like? But tell us a little bit about your journey. Yeah, so I I grew up in Dearborn, Michigan, which is a suburb of Detroit. And, you know, my parents had this dream of me, like, becoming a pharmacist or a teacher or, you know, getting a degree, stuff like that. I hated school, so I ended up doing like odd jobs, delivering pizza, driving an ice cream truck, working at a gas station, seeing somebody get murdered in front of me in Detroit, midnight shift, mm. et cetera. And uh, I got married at a very young age, so I had a son when I think when I was like 22, 23 years old. And you know, at that time, my, my dream was always like, hey, Shaddy, when you become a father, I want you to spend more time with your children than your dad spent with you because my dad came to this country, you know, with, with six children and $65 on his pocket. And, you know, poor guy, he did the best that he could to, you know, raise us and spend time with us. It's just that every day when I wake up, he's already at work. And when I go to bed, he's not back home yet. And then I found myself doing the same exact thing when my son was born. I was delivering pizza. So I got involved in real estate because I want to give him a better life, et cetera. And then it was like pizza, real estate, pizza, real estate. And then I was leaving the house when he was waking up and I was coming home after he was sleeping. So I was running the same exact pattern. So in that marketplace, I wanted to earn six figures. And the biggest challenge was, you know, we're selling, you know, $30,000 homes, $50,000 homes. You had to sell a ton of homes to make six figures. Mm. It was too far away from me. And I wanted to learn how to do it the right way. So I went and interviewed with the number one agent in that marketplace to, to be a buyer's agent. And he basically looked at me and he said, ghetto go get it together and come back and see me in six months. He gave me, (laughs) seriously. And then he gave me an audio program and it was an audio program of Mike Ferry superstar retreat and, you know, delivering pizza, you know, five, 10, 15 hours a day. What did I do? I burned through that cassette program. I memorized the heck out of that cassette program. And somebody on there is like, Hey, you know, I was doing drugs and, you know, alcohol and, you know, and I was able to turn my life around. I was like, I don't do drugs. I don't do alcohol. I don't even know what alcohol tastes like. If this guy can do it, so can I. Mm. And I want that better life. So what I did is I I called them up and I said, I want to come work for you guys. And they're like, you know, don't leave Michigan to come here for an interview. But, you know, something inside of me said, do it. You got to do it. Like it can't get any worse than it already is. So, you know, I left my son who was two years old at the time with his grandparents, you know, packed up my car, sold my house and drove all the way to Newport Beach. And I've never been to California before in my whole entire life. I interviewed with them. I blew them away because I had their content memorized. They're like, how could you not hire someone that, that has your content memorized? Mm. And, you know, they, they started me off with like, you know, peanuts, nothing. They were just like, let's see what this guy can do. And like instantly within the first year, I became like, you know, one of the top, you know, salespeople in that company. But during that year, what I did is I, I, I studied, I studied, I, you know, I was exposed to books. I was exposed to, you know, talking about environment we were talking about earlier. Everybody's reading, everyone's doing affirmations. Everybody's talking about these things that I've never even heard of. I came from the ghetto. Okay. And then my mind started to expand and think bigger. And four years into it, I was like, okay, well, we're already earning six figures a year. 
But these guys, these coaches that work for Mike are earning six figures a month. I want to know what that feels like. Mm. So, you know, I, I went and had a conversation with Mike to resign. And basically, if you know Mike, he just looked at me and he said, resignation denied. <laughs> but I'm giving you a six-figure raise. So, you know, getting a six-figure raise when you're already earning six figures, that's huge back in the early 2000s. So I called up my dad. I said, hey, dad, I just got a six-figure raise. What should I do? He goes, stay. It's like, just like any father would do. It's like, stay. So, you know, I'm a good son. And, and I stayed for about 30 days. But during that 30 days, I felt stuff I've never felt before in my life. And it was the feeling of like, you've just been bought. Mm. You've just been bought. And then this other feeling was like, this guy sees something in you that you don't see in yourself. The only way to find out is to break free and go and try to do this on your own. So got my real estate license. Um, you know, waited for a day that Mike wasn't in the office and I left. Okay. <laughs> Went straight to the office the next day and, and I still got, you know, my journals, like, you know, I journal, you know, a lot. And in my journal, while prospecting that first day, I put down, I take my first listing today. I take my first listing today. I take my first listing today. I set an appointment that day, took my first listing in the first 24 hours and then started. I was able to put together about $100,000, over $100,000 worth of new listing inventory in my first 30 days. Obviously, it takes time to close the deals and all that good stuff. Wow. So this is around the time that Tom Ferry had, had broken off uh, with, with Mike. And he started to take notice. And he's like, hey, you know, come, you know, you know, you know come work with me, you know. And I was like, my passion at that point is no longer the money. It was serving, contributing, the shy introvert. If he can do it, I want other people to experience this thing. So I went on and uh, spent about a good seven more years with Tom, helped him build up his company, created a lot of products underneath the Tom Ferry umbrella and uh, never had less than 140 one-on-one -on -one coaching clients at any given time, had the wow. most in-demand uh, coaching schedule over there. And around 2000, I'd say about 2011, uh, I felt the urge to like, okay, there's another level. And this time it's got to be without a boss. So broke free. I wanted to do things differently. And as they say, the rest is history. Dang, man. Yeah, that's a powerful story right there. I mean, that golden nugget of feeling like you were bought. Oh my gosh, man, that faith that it took to step out on your own, that, that's pretty impressive. All right, so let's, I mean, there's so many ways we could go in this conversation. So many golden nuggets I'm sure you could give. I want to pick your brain on listings because one of the number one questions we get is the lead generation question is how do I generate leads consistently? But in the real estate business, it's, it's how do I get listings, right? How do I get the listings? Give us kind of your tips on you know starting out what are some of the main things that a real estate agent should be doing from a prospecting standpoint to start generating listings and then we kind of go into how do you close the listing when you get it yeah so i'll begin by saying that you know a long time ago when i became aware of of the world my mother told me that i was born backwards that i actually came out backwards and you know to roll that into the story of how do i get more listings what we do is we do things backwards okay so a lot of people what they do is is they want to go at everybody wants leads like if you really understand marketing it's like you know we 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 sell people what they want and then we give them what they need. They really don't need more leads. What they need is the ability to lead convert 
in order mm. for them to become the kind of person who magnetically attracts the leads. So a lot of people that come to me to, to come to work with me, they come in because they want leads. And then all of a sudden, we're not working on lead generation immediately. We're working on lead conversion. So what I like to do is I like to rewire your mind and equip you with the skills of influence that you can get anyone, anywhere, anytime to do exactly as you want them to do and have them think that it was their idea to begin with. Because when you have that ability, you now have a brand new belief system. And that belief system says, I am destined to do this and I am worthy of doing this. And all of a sudden, what appeared to be difficult to do a very long time ago, like picking up the phone and prospecting, which more people most people have a hard time doing, they look forward to the next prospecting session because they know that they will create an outcome that day. So we focus a lot on the psychology of, you know, human behavior and, you know, triggers and, you know, and, and, and how to tap into, you know, number one, how to tap into the mind. And then number two, how to tap into the heart. And number three, how to connect them together. So it becomes a no-brainer for people to say, I like this guy. I want to work with this guy, whatever mm. it takes, 6%, so 7% that, commission, are you doing it that, don't matter. Are you doing that through like, like, I mean, how do I say this? Are you doing that through like getting them to read, getting them to meditate? Is it a combination? Like what are some of the tangible things that like, if I was starting out today, how do I tap into that mindset? How do I tap into that heart and connecting that? Yeah. So, you, you know, the, the first thing that we do is everybody begins by building the right foundation and the right foundation to, you know, basically create the right belief system. So one of the first exercises that we do is we, we, we take you somewhere that most people don't go. You know, for example, Luke, you know, I, I, can, I can ask you the question and the question would be is, hey, when you meet someone, if, if you've ever met someone and, and you felt that great connection with that someone and, and you told them who you really are, you know, what do you tell that person? And I'd have them, you know, write out that story. And when they write out that story and they go back and read that story, they are now aware of the story that they are telling people. And nine out of 10 times, it's a story that you made up. So you appear to be cool. So, so all of a sudden, <laughs> so you know, good. you're not, you're not being authentic. So we take them, we take them to places in their mind that they've never been. And then what we do is we rewrite the story with authenticity, with sincerity, with genuinity and with honesty. And we get you to be comfortable within your own skin. And it doesn't take a long time. Some people think that it takes a long, a long time to create. It really takes you know, let's say seven days or less in order for you to rewrite that story and begin to live inside of that new story. Now, we take that a step further and we work with you on expanding your awareness because opportunities are all around you all day, every single day. It's just that you're either, your frequencies are either tuned into it or, you know, you got a filter that's tuning everything out. So we mm. work with you on expanding your awareness. It's a very simple exercise that most people either never heard of or, or never done. And all of a sudden, you're more aware of, of your senses. You're more aware of your emotions. You're more, you're more aware of your, your surroundings. And you got a new story that you're buying into. So all of a sudden, you have like this feeling on the inside that just like, you know, that, that feeling of like, you know, you're so comfortable and you're, there's no fear and there's, there's calmness. And we try to get you in that mindset, like totally in the first seven days. And then a couple of other things that we do, you know, like journaling every single day and doing affirmations every single day. It's about a 30 minute process. Mm. 
So that's, that's the first thing that we do. The second thing that we do is, you know, before we get into, you know, going after to generate leads, I want to teach you how to become a master of influence. And I got to teach you the sales process. It's six freaking damn steps. And I'll tell you right now, 99% of the agents are following the system backwards. Mm. Okay. So we can talk a little bit about no, that. Yeah, you got to tell us the steps, man. You, you got to tell don't us Don't leave us hanging. Yeah, you got to yeah. tell us the six steps, man. I'm on the edge of my seat okay. right now. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, a lot of people like, you know, when I get, like I get emails and I get text messages and, you know, Facebook messages and everyone's always asking me like nine out of 10 times, it's the question of like, how do I handle this objection? If a buyer says this, what do I say? If for sale, if for sale by owner says this, what do I say? And, you know, expire, what do I say? And everybody is studying the heck out of how to handle objections every single day when learning the art and science of objection handling is the least most important skill in the sales process. So everyone is spending their time in the wrong place. Mm. The most important, so I'll walk you through all six steps. Step number one is to assume the sale. Back to the belief system. The sales got to take place in your mind before it can take place in the physical universe. Because, you know, when, when you meet with that somebody or talk to that somebody, it's, it's, a, it's an exchange of energy, okay? And, you know, you're either giving off the, the, the energy of like, I am the expert, I'm the person of authority, you, you know, I, I have the confidence, follow my lead, or you're giving off the energy of like, I'm desperate and I'm going to tell you anything and everything that you want to hear in order for me to get the listing. So assume the sale. So that's part one. We can call that one A and then there's one B. Okay. So the second part of step number one is to begin to use what's called assumptive language patterns. So what you are thinking and what you are speaking have to be in perfect alignment. You know, you can't think that you're going to take the listing and say something along the line of like, should you decide to list with me? Like, do you see the incongruency? Mm, Okay. They got to be congruent. So when you're on a listing presentation, you know, you need to be, you know, implanting thoughts in the minds of the prospect by saying certain things along the line of like, you know, Josh, Luke. Um, you know, as the agent that you have selected to represent you, I'm sure you want to know what it is that I'm going to do to market your home, right? Yeah. yeah. So you haven't Plant even selected seeds. me. <laughs> yeah. you, you, haven't, you haven't even selected me as your agent and I'm already speaking as if, as if you've already made the decision, you're going to work with me. So that's step number one. Step number two is to create that connection. How do I get you to like me? How do I get you to trust me? How do I get you to, you know, just follow my lead? And this is a very simple process. It's not, I mean, we can get very analytical and talk about like, you know, you know, match breathing patterns, take a look at their, their eyes, how they are dilating, et cetera. Uh, but on the surface, it's, it's, it's a simple process of like, you know, um, Mimic their rate of speech, mimic tonality, mm. mimic, uh, you know, mirror match body language, which, which is an art that anyone can learn and it doesn't take a long time. So that's a huge part of it because once I get you to feel comfortable enough with me, then you're going to tell me anything and everything I want to know. If I can get you to feel comfortable with me, then you're going to answer my questions, but your answer. Absolutely nothing to do with the questions that I am asking. Now, the big mistake that people make when they talk about building rapport is they say, hey, try to find something you have in common with this other person. Look, common interest does not create rapport. 
common behavior hmm. is what creates rapport. So Josh, just because you and I have a love for dogs, it doesn't mm -hmm. mean I'm going to like you and work with you. Okay. So, mm -hmm. you know, I got to find, you know, you know, the commonality in our human behavior and, 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 and you can do that like literally in 30 seconds or less. Okay. Mm. So that's step number two. You've probably heard the term growth hacking, but what does it mean? Simply put, it's about growing your business in a huge way in not so huge amount of time. It's been a way of life for Twitter and other tech companies who've used it for huge success. But while growth hacking isn't some magic formula that will work for all businesses, you can use some of these methods to create scalable growth in your business. To learn more, go to ReminderMedia.com slash growth hacking and download our Relationship Marketer's Guide to Growth Hacking. That's ReminderMedia.com slash growth hacking. Don't wait. Take action on this today. Step number three is pre-qualifying. Okay. So um, Pre-qualifying, we take this deeper than I'd say every single guru in the industry, okay? Uh, most people, they teach you to pre-qualify for like wants. What, what, what does the prospect want? And then need, which is there's a big difference between a want and a need. And problems to solve, ability, authority, timing, time frame. And that's how you discover people's motivation, which is a lot to pre-qualify for. But the difference that's making a difference for my clients and why they're converting their list 80 plus percent of their listing appointments is because we pre-qualify for certain things that most people don't pre-qualify for. Like, I want to know how Luke makes decisions because if I know how you make decisions, guess what? I can impact your decision. I want to know, I pre-qualify for how you think so I can alter your thoughts, mm. okay? I'm, I'm pre-qualifying for how does Josh process information so I could adjust, shift, and change my way of being and, and what is coming out of my mouth and what I'm doing in a way that he can process it without even having to think about it. And then all of a sudden, I know exactly what Josh wants. So my listing presentation, which is step number four, is exactly what Josh wants. So, so what are you if, if what Josh, are you probing for there? Like like what are you what are you doing to learn that? How do you learn how I process information? It's simple. All I got to do is take you know listen with my eyes and hear with my ears. Okay, hmm. and and basically I'm asking you a specific set of questions and I'm paying attention to your IQs because your eyes are going to tell me everything I want to know. And then I'm listening to the words you're using because you're using the words in which you process information. I'm very so aware I'm, of my eyes right now. Just so <laughs> I'm like, wait, yeah, exactly. Josh is very self-conscious of where he's looking. Oh gosh. Well, isn't it when you exactly. lie, you look down into the left or something like that? I think it's up and to the right. Like up and to the right is creative or something. Up and to the left yeah, is not, recalling. Not, not, not necessarily, uh, you know, I mean, if, if you really want to catch somebody, if they're lying or not, you need to take a look at their pupils and, mm. you know, if they're dilating or not, et cetera. I mean, we can go very deep with this. And, you know, that's why I like sometimes, you know, going out into the dating world, you know, they're very careful and they're very nervous because they know <laughs> I'm going places, you know. Um, no, so basically, but you're talking I'll, about I'll, like repeating back the words that they use to emphasize, like one of the tangible tips were like, how do they describe things and how, when they are get excited, what are the words they're using? And you use those same words back when you're describing that, you know, how excited you're going to be to market the home or excited you're going to be to, you know, get it on the market, that type of idea. 
uh, for, for the most part, yes. Yeah. So let me give you guys, um, I don't hold anything back. I don't care if somebody buys something from me or not. I mean, the right people raise their hand and say, I want to work with you. And I welcome those people. And I don't want to hold the information back from the people that either can't afford my services or are not ready for my services. I, I want to give them something that they can use now. And one day in the future, hopefully we can work with each other. Because, you know, when you're a man of contribution, you, you got to contribute. And the way to do that, uh, you know, I'll give you guys the easiest way to do it is when you're speaking to somebody, you want to identify if they are visual, if they're auditory, or if they are kinesthetic. Okay. Mm. Kinesthetic meaning, you know, more on the emotional side. And, and the way that you do that is, you know, when you're speaking to them and you ask them a question, pay attention to their eyes. Are their eyes going up? If they are going up, then they're telling you that they're visualizing what you are saying. But if their eyes are steady in your eyes, okay, then they are auditory. So, you know, with the ears, you know, they're auditory, meaning you got to use more auditory terms. And then if they are kinesthetic, they're looking down to their heart. So their eyes are going down. So the eyes are telling you how they're processing your information. So if you're a kinesthetic person, I'd say something along the line of like, do you feel what I'm talking about? Okay, so now if you're a visual, I'm going to say, you know, can you see what I'm talking about? Like clearly you're beginning to recognize, you know, that the I just got a chill, you, man. I don't yeah, know. That, I, that's awesome. I just got a little bit of a chill there. <laughs> and I'm well, it's so you, true. This, this, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Like if, if I get asked a question, I'm definitely a visual person and I always look up. I mean, yeah. that's amazing to be able to recognize that and then to be able to convert it to the language that that person would understand. Right. So in, in order for you to be able to, you know, pull this off, you, you have to work on your awareness. You have to work on active listening. That's why, you know, one of the big major points in, in my training is, you know, listen with your eyes and hear with your ears. Okay. Mm. And, you know, eye contact is, is critically important. Now, there are specific, you know, scripts, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say scripts. There's specific, you know, one-liners and one-questions that we absolutely want to ask people. And, and one of the questions that we want to ask prior to a listing presentation, which I want every, your whole entire audience to write down and experiment with this, is this. And the question is, Mr. Seller, tell me specifically, what is it that you are looking for in a real estate professional like me? Okay, I want to repeat that one more time because I want people to hear it twice. Mr. Seller, tell me specifically what is it that you are looking for in a real estate professional like me? Now, if you know, I wanted to repeat it twice because I want people to hear what I did. Like, what did you pick up on what I did? Well, so I picked up that you are now putting them in a position where they are already visualizing you as their real estate agent and then explaining to you what they want you specifically to do. So now they're locked in to you as their choice. Okay, so that's part of it. Part Luke, of it. anything right. did you pick? Um, dude, I, Josh, I thought you hit it on the, on the, on the head, man. That's really good. Um, no, I mean, I- with me. Yeah, 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 exactly. I just back him up to support him. No, um, I, I thought the same thing. I thought the main language there that attracted me was you assuming, you being assumptive and assuming that, hey, what do you want to see in an agent like me and assume making the assumption that, hey, I'm your real estate agent. And then I, you made it about them, which is, hey, I want to this is not me trying to sell you. This is you telling me what you want. And it's all about you. 
Right. So here's what I want everyone that's either watching this or listening to, uh, the, uh, to this to do. I want you to go back and, and play back that sentence twice and just listen to the emphasis on the last two words I used in that question and, and how I paused before the, end, before the beginning of those last two words and at the end. And basically what I'm trying to plant in your mind is for you to like me. <laughs> okay so that's one part of it the second part of it is i'm trying to discover the two or three things that you are looking for so when it's time for me to go into step number four and do a presentation everything that you're looking for is everything that just showed up so are you are you doing that piece on I guess on the calls or the pro, like if you're door knocking and trying to get the you know lead there you're doing it there if you're doing a phone call you're doing it there that's when you're using that line are you I'm 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 doing it right before I either immediately before I go into my listing presentation or during the pre qualifying call before okay. the appointment. Gotcha. Yeah. So this okay. is happening before the presentation because, you know, some people, what they do, uh, Luke, is they teach you what's called a canned listing presentation. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm against canned listing presentations because, you know, people are different. People make decisions differently. Everybody's different. So, you know, I'm all about like just stepping into the world of the client before I bring them into my world. And, you know, that takes, uh, you know, personalization. And I'm just going to say humanism. You know, you got to be a human and, you know, you, you got to like, you know, yeah. So that's what we focus on more than anything else now. And, um, and then, you know, step number five, usually you wouldn't even need to do step number five or step number six. If you do step number one, two, and three, four correctly, step number five and six just disappear. Step number five is to close. Okay, to ask for the order. And we have a simple way of doing that. And it's one simple question that we ask at the end of every single presentation. And the question is, you know, Josh, based on our conversation today, what do you think would actually happen when you hire me? Mm. And now I you're going to feed me back. I, mean, that, I noticed the pause that time. <laughs> Before hire, hire me. me, right? Because that's what I'm planting in your thought. That's what I want you to do. I want you to do hire me. It's just like in the commercial, you know, ask your doctor if Viagra is right for you. I mean, they're telling you Viagra is right for you. There's the embedded command. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's crazy. Um, yeah. So we asked question and then the client pretty much says, well, I think based on what you told me, I, I think you're going to be able to sell the house quickly. You're going to market it good and you're going to get us out of here in 30 days. And you just look them straight in the eyes and say, I agree. Let me prove you right. Sign the contract. It's done. And then there's no objections. That's, so it's yeah. like, and then step number six, it's, it's objections. But if you've done, if, if you follow the steps, there's no freaking objections. So it, it just drives me crazy. of like, why are you spending so much time trying to learn how to handle the one thing might not ever come yeah, up. Just eliminate them. Right. Yeah, no, it's, it's so true. So in objection handling, do you have a specific kind of framework that you teach people to handle objections though when they get them is there a framework people walk through is it just the memorization of the scripts yeah so we 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 have a training called objection handling mastery you okay. know that's available at handle this objection.com 
And basically, it's about 10 hours of training on the one thing that you most likely don't need training on, which, I mean, I sell it because, you know, like I sell them what they want and then I give them what they need. So mm. they get the value no matter what. Uh, yeah, we have, we have scripts for objections. We have different, we have more than one framework because, you know, one of the things that I do is I teach NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. Okay. Okay. And, and, and basically what I do is I have frameworks where I teach people how to ha like create their own objection handlers, you know, you know, because the biggest complaint that I get from people is like, Hey, I downloaded this guru scripts and this guru scripts and this guru scripts, which all scripts are available online. And they're like, it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like me. I, I mm. can't do this. I thought I could. I can't. So that's like the biggest complaint I get. And that's why you can't find any of my scripts online because I don't want to like give someone false hope. No, I totally get that. And there's no magic script. Like one of the things we teach, we have a bunch of sales guys here. We teach them is, you know, you memorize, you internalize, you personalize, right? So you're memorizing a, a framework, you're memorizing a, an objection, overcoming an objection. But I always tell people, look, no actors won an Academy Award from reciting a script right? They personalized it. They made it their own. They got into the character's place, right? They internalized what every word meant and why they were saying the words. One of my questions, because I'm trying to, you know, I think one of the naysayers in the audience or the audience would be like, how realistic is it to be able to actually master and learn the idea of watching people's eye movement and whether or not they say this word and then you repeat it back because there's a lot of naysayers out there that says this mirror matching is a bunch of bullcrap, for lack of a better way of saying it. Even though they buy into the premise, they don't buy into the reality of it being applicable. What, what do you say to them? Uh, I will say exactly what one of my mentors told me uh, approximately 20 years ago, uh, when I was at the Mike Ferry organization, uh, I had a great sales mentor over there and, you know, I didn't buy into this world of affirmations when I saw those people get up and like, I'm powerful. And I'm, I'm like, this is freaking damn <laughs> nuts. Like, you know, like I'm a shy introvert. Get me up to do all this crazy stuff. I was like, hell no. And he basically said, uh, what if we're right and you're wrong because we're living in a house that you dream of living and we're driving the cars that you wish you can one day drive and we have money and we don't have to think about it. What if we're right and, and, and you're wrong? Mm. He said, I want you to take it on for just 30 days just as a challenge. And they were absolutely right. So for the naysayer, I will say to you this. I was like, you need to suspend your disbelief, Okay. And if the person that's telling you to do this is someone that's doing the things that you wish you could one day do, just give it a shot for just 30 days. And at the end of 30 days, either give them the middle finger or send them a thank you note. Mm. Dude, I love that. And that's actually, you know, I think that's such a great principle in life is like, you know, how do you judge a tree by its fruits? Like, look at the fruits. Like in marketing, what is the saying? The saying is don't look at what people tell you, look at what they do themselves. So if you're trying to sign up for a company or if you're trying to like, don't look at what they're selling you, look at what they do themselves, because <laughs> if it works, right, or, or you have clients that go before them that, you know, look at the fruits of what it's produced. Um, but yeah, I, I think the hardest part about what you call NLP, neuro linguistic programming, the hardest part is the being able to concentrate on that, training your mind. This is what I found in trying to implement it myself is training your mind to be aware in those moments when everything's going on to be aware of the subtle 
just nuances that are happening. The eye contact, the, the you know, the idea. Now, here's something I'll throw at you because this is me selfishly just picking your brain. I used to believe in mirroring right from a sales perspective on the phone so give you a little bit of context on the phone like I would train my guys look if you call the lady in Texas and she's really soft match her soft voice if you call the person in New York and they're you know aggressive and angry be aggressive and angry back and what I've come to realize is though tonality is good you want to mirror people to to a level of like you want to not mirror in a tone, you want to get them excited and you have to have that enthusiasm and it's not stupid enthusiasm, right? It's not the type enthusiasm. It's the, you know, I want you, if you're low and, and you're low in your demeanor and just in your excitement level, I'm going to be high energy and I'm going to be up because I pull you up to my level and people want to buy from people that they feel excited. Like people don't want to buy from people they look at or look down at. They want to buy from people they feel are ahead of them. So it's like at the same time, but I'm conflicted on it. That's why I'm asking, your, uh, asking you because I think you'd have good insight is part of me goes, it's nice to match the lady in Texas with low energy. But at the same time, she doesn't want to buy from someone that is not excited about the about the product and about changing lives and about the passion of what they're selling. What's your thoughts on that? So basically what we do is, is the first thing that you want to do is you want to enter their world. So if they are soft spoken, you know, and they're, you know, low tone, low energy, go there and then slowly raise up your energy in your enthusiasm and they will naturally follow without them even knowing that they're following your lead. But now if, if you, from the get go, if, if, if they are, you know, for example, if, if they are like in, in a state of like, you know, depression and, or they're just not feeling it and you're super excited and all that good stuff, it's a big mismatch. So the first thing you do is you match and then you, you lead. pull up. No, I love that. I love explaining yeah, so, it that way. It's yeah, like you it's don't frog in boiling water. Right. Like, so in the world of NLP, it's called pacing and leading. Okay. So I love that. I love that because I do think that is the, you have to pull people along, but I get the context of, yeah, hey, look, if you're coming at somebody, you know, they're just going to be turned off in the beginning and they shut down because there's no, you know, there's no camaraderie there. There's no feeling there. No, that's amazing. All right, so I got to ask you, man, because we ask this to all successful people that come on, is, you know, I'm a junkie for self-development and just what are the routines? What are the habits of successful people? I'm curious, as you look back over your years of doing this, 30,000 plus coaching calls, what are the habits that you have implemented in your life and business that have driven success for you? A uh, very good question, and, and I think um, 90 plus percent of the people already know the answer to this, and it's just a matter of either doing it or not doing it. And I think uh, the, the greatest uh, habit is the habit of journaling every single day. Mm. It's the habit of asking me, yourself, the right questions, because your questions is what shapes your focus, and your focus determines what you get done and what you don't get done. But if we could boil it all down into just like one big category that will have subcategories, it will be the habit of having a solid morning routine. And I guarantee you almost every single person you've ever interviewed talks about how important their morning routine is. So I would say is if you could get your morning routine right, you can get your life right. If you can't get your morning routine right, then you ain't going to get your life right. 
And, you know, I, it's funny, I just, I just did an episode on this, um, uh, on, uh, on the Top Listing Agent Show podcast, and it was called More Information Equals Less Results, okay? More information equals re less results. So I said, you know, you don't need more information, you need the right rituals. And there's only three rituals that you need, which is three great habits, Number one, of specifically for real estate agents, okay? So number one, uh, ritual number one is get in the zone ritual, which is basically another way of saying get your morning routine right. You know, ritual number two is find new business ritual, which is daily lead generation. Uh, ritual number three is, you know, sharpen my ax ritual, which is, you know, taking your sales skills to the next level. Look, if you come to work with me, and number one, I can get your mind right, I can get your skill right, you'll get the leads. Mm. It's, it's, it's common sense, but common sense is not common practice. So mm. hopefully I've answered your question. Yeah, man, that was, no, that was great. What advice would you go back and give your younger self, that kid in high school, man? What, what advice would you give that kid if you could go back now? It's a lot easier than you're making it out to be in your head. You know, once you get to the top, you're like, yeah, it required, a, you know, some hard work, but it was a lot easier than I've always made it out to be in my head. So, mm -hmm. you know, something, you know, being around the fairies for, for a long time, you know, the one thing I got from, you know, Tom Ferry is that uh, money's easy to make. Yep. Money's easy to make. Okay. Uh, I mean, I got something from every single one of them, but that, that one I'll never, ever forget because I've always you know, way back then, I thought it was very difficult to make money. Like at one time, I, I wanted to one day make $25,000 a year. You know, sometimes we make that in a day now. Mm. No, man, that's, awesome, that's man. so powerful. That's such great advice. So yeah. much simpler than you make it out to be. I, I agree 100% with that. <laughs> All right, Chatty, thanks for coming on this uh, podcast. Before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you. How can they learn about your training? Uh, I think, you know, to, you know, if, if somebody just wanted general information, they can find me anywhere on social media or the website, Shaddy Bazzi. But if someone wanted a specific training on, you know, the four pillars to, you know, become a top listing agent, um, I, I can show them how to do that in 49 minutes or less. And they can access that for free on demand at toplistingagentwebinar.com. Awesome. Now, I appreciate it again. Thanks for coming on and sharing that with us. Thanks for sharing that with the audience. Lots of tangible tips. I know you gave away some secrets there, so we appreciate it. Yeah, seriously. Thank you all so much for listening to Dive Deeper into this episode. Get all those resources and links that we mentioned. You can head on over to staypaidpodcast.com. You can also find the video for all of our episodes there as well. And if you're looking for ways to support the show, and we do appreciate that you do this, the first way is to rate us five stars on iTunes and to leave a comment. That helps the podcast get seen. Our featured review for today is from Matt Hastings via Apple Podcast. Five stars. Title is both useful and inspirational. I like that the podcast is a combination of inspirational guests like Shaddy Bazzi and tactical contact content like what Shaddy Bazzi gave us that I can implement <laughs> right away. So thanks, Matt, for leaving that review. Head on over to iTunes, leave your own review. And the best way is to tell a friend about this podcast and share on your social media. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. 
For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Steich. And I'm Luke Acre, guys, and I'll close with this. I mean, an amazing episode. Like, you're going to have to go listen back because there's so many golden nuggets in those six steps that I think you can apply. I'd encourage you, go check out Shaddy stuff. You know, I think the one that you can apply right away, though, and, you know, I'm a testament to this here at Reminder Media. We have about 100, a little over 100 sales reps on the phone. And one of the things we teach here is that assumptive close, like assume the close. If you don't go in with the mindset that you've already closed this deal, it is incredible the effects that has on your, on your script, the effects that it has and how you engage with people. So start asking yourself now, are you assuming the close? Are you already building that mindset where you're assuming the close and implement what Shadi talked about, which is the journaling, the affirmations when you're journaling in the morning? How easy is that for us to literally do tomorrow? So don't think about it, do it. Remember, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single industry I've worked in is top producers take action. Take action on that today.